Is there a desire in you to not just attend revival, but live in revival? Welcome to the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Saldivar. I've been in revival for the last 10 years, as well as traveling and being a part of many revivals throughout the United States. I'm going to be sharing with you how to live a radical lifestyle of revival on a daily basis. Let's jump right into this. Tonight, we are talking about what is a demon, the origin of demons, a demon versus the flesh, how to tell the difference between, is it just a demon or is it my flesh? Because I know a lot of you think I think everything's a demon, which isn't true. And then also, signs you have a demon. Can you go to heaven if you have demons? And then practical ways to be delivered. I know what you're thinking. This sounds like a lot of stuff you're going to cover, and it is. So that is why we're getting started right now. It's very important you know this. And just because you have a sign of having a demonic spirit living in you, it doesn't necessarily mean you have a demon just because you have one of the signs. So before you start freaking out and panicking, at the end, I'm going to tell you how to get delivered, how to get free, and I'll even pray for you to be delivered tonight. So it's very important that you stay with me as we go because we have a lot to cover. But the question is, do I have a demon? People are always asking this question because before you get delivered, you need to recognize that there's something there. Let us not come into this with arrogance thinking there's no way we could have a demon because you got to realize demons hide. This is what they do. And pride will keep you saying, there's no way I need deliverance. You know what? I just got a word of knowledge. Some of you are with friends and family watching this right now and deliverance is going to break out tonight. I'm letting you know right now. I just got a word of knowledge. Deliverance is going to break out. I see people in living rooms staying up late tonight doing deliverance on each other. So if you're watching with friends and family, I'm telling you right now, this is a night of deliverance. So just get ready for deliverance to break out. Get ready to stay up late praying for each other. A lot of people, because of pride, will say, there's no way I have a demon. There's no way I need deliverance. But most people in bondage don't know they're in bondage. And this is the key because demons are professional at hide and seek. They know how to hide. They know how to remain undetected. So it's not just a random event, but we have to remember, Jesus cast out demons everywhere. Jesus constantly dealt with demons. And often the people we do deliverance on, not all the time, but often they are normal people, business owners, school teachers, people, uh, church leaders, police officers, stay-at-home moms. Of course, we do deliverance on people that are mu have much more dramatic testimony or a much more radical testimony, but I want you to know that idea that it's just like some guy on the corner talking to himself, he's the only guy that has a demon, is not true. A lot of people need deliverance. A lot of people are demonized and need to get free. I've seen this firsthand. So just know that I'm not speaking just from what I'm going to show you in scripture and then my own experience. I'm also saying I've seen this. So you can get to a, a place where you can get freedom, you can get deliverance. Of course, not everybody needs deliverance. Not everything is a demon. I'm going to show you that tonight. There is a flesh that torments, that tempts, that entices, but demons remain undetected. And I don't want to be one of those ones that's okay with people around me being demonized. Okay with people in my congregation being demonized. If you don't have a demon, praise the Lord. You don't need to, be, uh, you don't need to get delivered. But if you have a demon, we need to deal with it. And again, I'm going to show you about the flesh because some of this stuff is just the flesh and people are running from deliverance to deliverance to deliverance. Friend, our faith and our hope is not in deliverance, it's in the cross. Deliverance is a byproduct, according to Matthew 8, of what Jesus did on the cross. The Bible says he cast out demons and healed the sick to fulfill the prophecy of Isaiah. And the prophecy was of Isaiah was that we were going to have a suffering Savior, a suffering Messiah. So this is all about the work that Jesus did on the cross. This is all about the finished work of the cross. And of course, we know 
Jesus cast out demons. If Jesus didn't cast out demons, we wouldn't cast out demons. If the disciples in the book of Acts didn't cast out demons, we wouldn't cast out demons. Yet there is a lot of Christian leaders and pastors that don't believe in deliverance when they read the Bible and Jesus literally did deliverance everywhere. And I do want to warn some of you, viewer discretion is advised because we will be talking about certain how do I say this? Sensitive topics of ways demons get in and signs you might have a demon. So I don't know how mature your kid is. Maybe it's appropriate. Maybe it's not. I just want to give you viewer discretion is advised. And, and, the, and the main point I'm trying to make here is that demons love to hide. I would say 90 plus percent of the deliverances we do, people are like, I cannot believe that's been there for years and not even know it was there. So I want you to get that in your head that demons don't just pop out and say, here I am, deal with me. The same reason why the devil doesn't pop out and say, here I am. The same reason why no one's ever got the de devil doing a video interview. The devil's never popped up on the Super Bowl. Of course, he uses celebrities, but he doesn't make himself known, even though he could, because the best thing he can do is make you believe he doesn't exist. The best thing demons can do is hide. It's a tactic called camouflage. The defini definition of camouflage is to hide or disguise the presence of a person, animal, or object by the means of camouflage. So this is what demons love to do. Let me show you an example of this. I want everyone to look at the screen right now. And I want to ask you, let me pull this up. Okay, let me know. I'm going to give you a few seconds to look at the picture on screen. I'm, I'm, I'll even make it a little bit bigger for you. Let me know if you can see the sniper hiding in this image. Okay, let me know in the chat. Once you can see, if you can see the sniper, figure out where it's at. I want you to type one. And if you can't see where the sniper is at, type two. And now I'm going to reveal where the sniper's at. And th these pictures I'm showing you are a perfect example of what demons do in people. They hide in people. They don't want to be seen. They don't want you to know they're there. This is a war tactic. This is a war tactic. What's a, what, a, what sniper? Yeah, exactly, okay? This is the way. Remember, we're at war. We're at a battle. We're battling the enemy. He's the enemy of our soul. Jesus dealt with demons. The disciples dealt with demons. That's the baseline, okay? So you can't see it. Let me show you where it's at. There's the sniper. The sniper is wearing what's called camouflage to hide himself in his surroundings. So demons camouflage themselves inside of people. And tonight is not about, can a Christian have a demon? Can a Christian have a demon? I've exhausted the topic. I've already taught enough time. The short answer is yes. Yes, Christians can be demonized. And there's no such thing as possession scripture. A, a Christian can't have a demon. Okay, let's look at number two. Okay, this one's a little bit easier because the last one was a bit hard. From a distance, you wouldn't be able to see anybody in this image. Why? because they are camouflage. Okay, there's the guy right there. There's the guy. This represents demons, the way demons hide in our life. They hide and they remain undetected. And today, we are going to expose them. Today, we're going to pull their covers. Let me give you one more. Can you see? Oh, that one's a freebie. Okay, oh, that one's a freebie. I got ahead of myself there. Okay, look at this picture. You can't see the, you can't see, I almost said the demon, but yes, the sniper. There he is. What a lot of leaders and pastors do is allow the devil to remain in his camouflage. And so we want to expose the camouflage of the enemy. We want to expose his plans. Now, let me just be clear on something. I'm not trying to be rude about this. If you are a leader or pastor that hates deliverance, I would question whose team are you on? We got to remember, Jesus cast out demons everywhere he went. That's not like... A fact I'm making up, go read your Bible, go start in Mark chapter 1, Mark 139, he went from synagogue to synagogue casting out demons. Jesus cast out demons everywhere he went, and then the disciples in the book of Acts, which is the blueprint of the church, they cast out demons. If you don't like or you're mad that I'm exposing demons or darkness or deliverance tonight, I want you to ask yourself whose side you're on. Are you 
advocating that people stay in bondage? Are you mad that people are getting demons cast out? Which, by the way, spoiler alert, is a sign you might have a demon. Or do you read the Bible and say, oh, does my shirt say Christ follower? That's a good shirt to wear. Or do you read the Bible and say, I'm a Christ follower and I want to do what Jesus did, period, period. I want to do what Jesus did. Now, for those like, well, you didn't cast out demons from Christians. Do you cast out demons from unbelievers? Okay, so let's keep moving here. Don't come crying in the comments if you don't do deliverance. My point is, if Jesus did it, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, I'm his ambassador, then I should probably do it too. So just look deep within yourself and say, maybe there's something in me that hates this because um, maybe I have a demon. Maybe I have a demon. Maybe I'm working for him instead of against him. Mark 1.39, Jesus went from synagogue to synagogue casting out demons. Ephesians 6.11 says, put on the whole armor of God. Okay, why, Paul, do we need the armor of God? We don't need to cast out demons. We don't need to do deliverance. We don't have warfare anymore. What some of these preachers out here, I'm trying to be nice. I want to say another word, but some of these pacifier preachers, I'll be nice, say out here. But then Paul says, put on the whole armor of God. Why would I need armor if I'm not at battle against forces that are hiding themselves? The Bible says, don't indulge in darkness, but expose the works of darkness. Why would I need to expose the works of darkness? Because they're hidden. I need to expose them. Put on the whole armor of God, Ephesians 6, 11, that you might be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. So a scheme is a plan or an action. The devil has schemes. He's not playing dumb. He's not part-time. He's not having Starbucks coffee shop Christianity. The devil is scheming and planning according to the Bible. 2 Corinthians 2, 11, to keep Satan from taking advantage of us. We are not ignorant of his plans. Let me say that again. For those of you sitting in the back, turn my mic up. 2 Corinthians 2, 11, to keep Satan from having an advantage of, over us, we're not ignorant of his plans. So the devil has schemes, plans, and strategies. So if you don't want him to be, have an advantageous position over you like these camouflage snipers I, snipers I showed you, then you need, to be, you need to realize that we are in spiritual warfare. The devil hides, just like these camouflage guys I just showed. That's how the devil hides. Okay, he hides in camouflage. He doesn't want you to know he's there. That's the goal. So 2 Corinthians 2.11, we don't want to be ignorant. We want to be aware. Now you might say, well, it's not always a demon. It's sometimes the flesh. We're going to talk about that. You can't cast out the flesh and you can't crucify a demon. So we're going to talk about symptoms of having a demon tonight. And I'm going to show you the difference. I also want to discuss the origin of demons and the, the four schools of thought of where demons might have come from. Because the Bible doesn't tell us the origin of demons. The Bible actually doesn't even tell us what demons you know, originally are, originally came from. But we do want to talk about that. Ignorance, camouflage is his first strategy. Okay, that's the devil's greatest, is hiddenness. And then number two, and I'll put some stuff on screen for it to help you guys later. Number two is ignorance. This is another strategy to keep you ignorant of demons' presence and demons' activities. They don't want you to know they're there. I can't count how many times I started deliverance and the demon said, how did you know I was here? The demon spoke out of the person and said, how did you know I was here? So you're going to hear this all the time when you're casting out demons. What do you want from us? How did you know we were here? And the people will often say this as well. I can't believe I had a demon. I would never imagine a person like me had a demon. But understand, it's not as rare as you think. Demons want you ignorant. And the bottom line is this. If you have demons, I'm not saying you do. Not everything's a demon. Let me keep saying that for those of you that straw man me all the time and say, oh, Isaiah thinks everything's a demon. I'm not saying you do, but if you do, 
The demons don't want you listening to this. These spirits don't want you to get free. They don't want you to get delivered. They love that you don't believe they exist. They love it. They love that you think, well, not everything's a demon. I don't need to deal with demon. Not everyone has demons. They love when you say that. Now, I don't think everything's a demon, but just know when you say it's not a demon, the demons love that because they can hide and remain undetected. They're like squatters. Someone said, YouTube, there's no sound. I'm pretty sure there is. It shows sound on my end right now. Yeah, I can hear myself. We're good. They're squatters that want to stay there and they don't want you to get, they don't want to get kicked out. Just like a squatter is in a vacant home and then someone comes along and finds them and the sheriff's department kicks them out. Demons are squatters. They're renters. They don't want you to know that they are there. Matthew 12 says they inhabit people. They inhabit people as if we are their homes. So they are renters and they are squatters. And what they do is they will piggyback off of problems rather than create new problems to hide effectively. So they will take problems that you already have and they will exaggerate them. They will superimpose themselves on them and they will basically continue to hide behind issues that you've, you already have and exaggerate those issues. So it's not just, oh, I have a demon, I need to get delivered. A lot of times it starts with a stronghold or a habit and then a demon exaggerates that. And we know deliverance is not an easy ticket, a get out of jail free card. You still need to have a, pr a life of prayer. You still need to fast. You still need to consecrate yourself, live holy, walk before God. You still need to be involved in a local church. You still need to have these Christian practices. It's not just get delivered and you're good forever, okay? Deliverance is just the start. But again, I gotta remind you, Jesus cast out demons everywhere. The disciples cast out demons. Jesus cast out demons. The disciples cast out demons. So we, as according to 2 Corinthians 5, 17, are ambassadors of Christ. John 14, 12, the same works I've done, you'll do an even greater. And so this is why we do it. We don't do it because we just decided one day we're going to do it. We do it because we're walking in the path that Jesus paved. Stop listening to these YouTubers that have never done any deliverance teaching you, you don't need to do this. I, I'll, I'll obey Jesus. Jesus says I do. You say I don't. The disciples did. You say I shouldn't. I think I'm going to go with the Bible. I think I have more scripture to prove that deliverance is for today than I do. And I don't even want to waste my time on this. Deliverance isn't for today. That's a whole, that's a waste of time. Uh, it's just a boring conversation. Of course, deliverance is for today. Of course, demons are real. Of course, they're still moving and active and we need to cast them out. Demons love working behind the scenes, getting you to react in dysfunctional ways, encouraging you then to blame yourself. So they work behind the scenes, then they make you act and react in dysfunctional ways, and then they love when you blame yourself rather than say, maybe there's a personality living in me that's causing me to feel a certain way, which is actually a great place to start. What is a demon, you might ask? The simplest way to describe a demon for the sake of time, I do want to do a thorough teaching in it tonight because I haven't done a live stream on deliverance in a long time. But the simple way to describe a demon, this is the best way to think of it, is a person without a body, okay? A personality that doesn't have a physical body, so they are looking to inhabit one. You have to remember, demons are personalities. I'm gonna show you this in the scripture. They have personality traits, they have desires. They're looking for a mouth to sin through, ears, eyes, hands, feet, to do their evil works through. So they crave a body. Some of these things I can't explain. They're supernatural phenomenons, okay? They're mysteries. I don't know how a demon can hide in a body part. I don't know how a demon can live in a person, but is it in your soul? Is it in your... 
These are mysteries. We don't know. And to claim to know it all is arrogant. We don't know it all. But we know that demons are persons without a body that crave a body. And we have mods in the chat for those of you that want to show up and manifest. Um, go to deliverancemap.com and get delivered. That's the bottom line. You're a grown adult. The fact that we have grown adults that will come in other grown adults' chats and cause disruption, it's like, bro, you need to get a hobby. You, you should be doing other things. If you don't like the content, then go watch someone else. There's a million people to watch. I'm so confused how grown men go into other grown men's comment sections and, and gripe and complain. Like, dude, get a hobby. Go watch football or something. I don't know what you're doing in the comment section. There's plenty of other channels to watch. So demons are personalities without bodies. Demons crave a body to live in. They crave a body to sin through. Now, Paul gives us a description of Satan's kingdom in Ephesians 6.12. He says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. So we don't wrestle against physical bodies, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Now, Derek Prince, who did 50 years studying the Greek, who's gone to be with the Lord, amazing ministry, teaches deliverance. So he did 50 years, he studied Greek, read it, understood it, wrote it, 50 years, okay? He says, for our wrestling match, this is what he describes this text in the Greek as, is not against persons with bodies. This is how he describes it. So Paul says, we're in a wrestling match with persons that have no bodies. The Living Bible says persons without bodies. So Paul is saying there's a kingdom of darkness, there's a wrestling match, but it's not a physical wrestling match, it's a spiritual wrestling match. They don't have flesh and blood. In other words, they're not humans. We're not fighting humans, we're fighting personalities, invisible forces. This is why we teach the names and actions of demons, because they do have personalities. Demons get angry, demons get sad, demons cry, demons laugh, Demons have emotions. They're just like humans, but they have no flesh and blood. So we're not fighting against them as they're just these invisible entities that have no type of persona. They have a personality and they respond in the same way a human would respond, but they don't have bodies. And according to Matthew 12, they live in people and they call, this is what Jesus said. Let me be clear. They call people's bodies their homes. This is what the Bible says. The demon says, I'll go back to my home where I came from, Matthew 12. So yes, demons believe that we are their homes. They're looking for a home. And I believe tonight we're going to make these demons homeless in Jesus' name. I believe that we're going to make every demon homeless in Jesus' name. And we're going to drive them out. Every mocking demon, every lying demon, every false spirit, we're going to cast them out in Jesus' name. So demons do have emotions. I've had demons crying through someone saying, please don't let me make me leave. I love them. I'm attached to them. They have a love for their host. They literally fall in love with the people that they're living in. But regardless, they're evil spirits and they're unredeemed. You cannot redeem a demon. Someone made a video saying, Isaiah says that you can redeem demons. Number one, I've never said anything that uh, heretical like that. Like you can redeem demons. Demons cannot be redeemed and demons cannot be saved. When we cast out demons, this is another video, we cast them to the abyss. They are unredeemable. They cannot be saved. So we're not out here praying for demons or trying to feel bad for demons. They genuinely do get sad when they have to leave people, but we're casting them out. Someone said, why are they not in hell? There are demons in hell. There are demons in hell that torment people, and there are demons on the earth. There are demons that are locked away. There are demons that are awaiting judgment. There's demons in the second heaven. There's demons living in people. There's demons in different places according to scripture. Okay, Jesus didn't say all the demons are in hell. Well, that was before the cross. After the cross, go read Acts 8. Literally deliverance broke out in a city and many demons were cast out. So they are persons without bodies. They are rulers of authority. 
The Greek translation, Derek Prince says, is rulers with various and descending orders of authority. So it's describing in Ephesians 6, Satan's organized kingdom. There's demons assigned to regions, demons assigned to ethnic groups, demons assigned to different cultures, different races. They all have different demons assigned to them. You might see certain ethnicities struggle with a certain thing. That's probably because there's a principality, a ruler of darkness that's assigned to that ethnicity, a certain culture. It might have certain struggles because there's a demon. A certain area might be bad for a certain specific thing. There's a lot of homicide in that city. It's likely there's a principality or a ruler of homicide over that city or over that region. So this is how demons work. They have ranks, okay? Continuing on Ephesians 6, which reveals the nature of Satan's kingdom. For a wrestling match, this is Derek Prince's translation of the Greek, is not against persons with bodies, but against rulers with various areas of descending orders of authority and against the world dominators of the present darkness. So the devil is dominating people. Remember what the Bible says in the book of Revelation. The devil is the ruler of this world. The devil rules the world. We know this even when Jesus came. The devil was ruling and the devil's reigning. He's the lowercase God of the world. Not the uppercase, the lowercase. Jesus said, you're either for me or you're against me. In other words, there's only two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of light and there's the kingdom of darkness. There's not a third kingdom. There's not a neutral kingdom. People that don't think they're serving the devil that aren't serving God by default are serving the devil. So demons are personalities without bodies. Lastly, they are spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Now the word host is an old English word for army. So we know this is an army of satanic beings who are at war against us according to Ephesians 6, 11 hosts of wickedness a host is an army so what is this armies of wickedness in heavenly places fighting against us we know jesus has already won okay we're fighting against these things jesus has won and we can win them with his authority and i'm gonna give you scripture how we clearly have authority over demons it's so hard to not respond to people in comments that say such ignorant things like we shouldn't cast out demons this isn't biblical as I'm literally giving you verses, you're saying it's not biblical that demons are an army? Spiritual host. Host is the old English word for army. So there's an army of satanic beings. Jesus won the battle. Jesus said, I'm finished. It is finished. But we still have work to do. Amen. He finished the work on the cross. And our job now is to establish his church on the earth. He's already done the work. He's already overcome the enemy and given us the keys and given us the power over the devil, which I'm going to show you. We don't have to... We don't have to try to redeem humanity. Jesus already did the work. Our job is to establish his kingdom on the earth. The disciples, how should we pray? Pray my kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. So we are establishing the kingdom of God. Type Jesus is king in the chat. Jesus is the king. We are establishing his kingdom on the earth. Demons do not belong in that kingdom. So we take authority over them in Jesus name, which I'm going to show you this. Okay. So that is what a demon is in a nutshell. It's a person without a body. So remember that. It's much easier to fight and deal with them when you realize, oh, these are persons. These are personalities. I told you guys a story before when I was casting out a demon and I was starting to preach basically to the person I was doing deliverance on. And I was talking about the cross and how Jesus carried the cross and the demon spoke out of the person and said, don't preach. Don't tell me that or don't preach to me. I was there when they crucified him. And I was like, you lying devil. And the Holy Spirit said, no, the demon's not lying. The demon was there. So I want you to remember these persons without bodies they were there during Bible times. They saw kings and queens rise and fall. They're not like 30 years old. 
So don't think with your, you know, a couple YouTube videos of a guy that never did deliverance, you're going to be able to overcome demons. Demons have been here for thousands of years. They're highly intelligent and we need to stop underestimating them and make and acting like they're stupid. Just because we have power over them doesn't mean demons are stupid. Demons do have a level of intellect. They are, again, persons without bodies. So what is the origin of demons? I'm going to give you a couple theories. We don't know for certain. I'm going to give you at the end what I believe the origin is. But let me give you these quickly. Oh, man, I had a feeling this was going to go long. Okay, there's a few main theories. A guy named Don Stewart has a short and concise article on this matter that I'll share with you. But if you want to look up his article, it's Don Stewart, The Origin of a Demon. Very interesting. There's four main popular theories. I'm going to give you all four of them. The first theory is disembodied spirits of a pre-Adamic race. So before Adam, a theory is that demons are disembodied spirits. And I'm going to tell you what I believe. This is not what I believe. Spoiler alert. I'm going to give you what I believe after this. But a theory is that demons are disembodied spirits of a race that existed before Adam, spirit beings that are separate from fallen angels. It's argued that demons existed at another place, another time in bodily form, but are now disembodied spirits looking for a body to possess. And the following scriptures are used to basically prove this. No, this is not the Nephilim theory. That's going to be in a minute. This is the theory that before Adam, there was a race of humans. And when that race died, their spirits are wandering the earth. Okay, and they use Matthew 12, where it says an unclean spirit goes out of a person. It wanders looking for resting place, but finds none. They also use um, Mark 5, where a demon said, don't make me leave this countryside. And they're on a hillside. So they use these different things and passages to say there's a difference between fallen angels and disembodied spirits. And some believe they're disembodied spirits of a pre-Adam race. Okay. They'll also use Acts 23, 8, which says the Sadducees said there is no resurrection or angel or spirit, but the Pharisees acknowledged all thee. When a great clamor arose and certain scribes of the Pharisees group stood up and contended, we find nothing wrong with this man. What if a spirit or an angel has spoken to him? So they'll use that as like, there's a difference between angels and spirits, which I'll show you what I believed and what I now believe, but I'm going to share that in a minute. But I will be clear. The Bible doesn't tell us the origin of demons. We don't see it in scripture explicitly the origin of demons okay we can only think about it talk about and speculate here's why i don't believe that it's a pre adamic race a pre-adam race of wandering spirits is because there was no race before adam according to the bible scripture does not talk about another race before adam and the bible says the sin of adam brought the present chaos in the world, not some race that existed before him. So I don't, I don't agree with theory number one, that they were a pre-Adamic race, because I don't think there was a race before Adam. Romans 5.12 says, Just as sin came into the world through one man, and death came through sin, so death spread through all that have sinned. I believe, and some of you are going to laugh at me, I thought this was orthodox, but apparently there's a lot of people that don't believe this. I believe Adam was the fir- first human being, Eve was the first female human being, and there was no race before Adam. Through Adam's sin, people fell, and through Christ's righteousness and what he did on the cross, people are are risen into new life. So theory one is a race before Adam. Those people died, and their spirits are wandering, and their spirits are now demons. That's race one. I don't believe that because I believe Adam was the first person. Theory number two is there are spirits of the dead. So people that die, their spirits are wandering around and seeking someone to inhabit because they've died. This view, of course, has no biblical support. It is contradicted by the story of the rich man and Lazarus, who we know the man, the rich man died. He was in the unseen world in a place called Hades, which is the current hell, awaiting judgment. 
He did not go back to this world. He did not wander the earth. The Bible doesn't teach, hear me, that when you die, you wander the earth. Okay, so we know Luke 16, 26, there's a great chasm that's been fixed. So people that are in the current day hell and the current day heaven can't cross over. We know in the book of Revelation, I don't want to open a can of worms, there will be a new heaven and a new earth. So right now there's a temporary hell at the end of Revelation. Everyone in the temporary Hades will get thrown in the lake of fire. That's what the Bible teaches. Hades and death will give up their dead and they will be thrown in the lake of fire along with the devil, the false prophet, and the beast. That's the new, that's the current hell. And then the lake of fire is going to be the eternal hell. Heaven, there's a temporary heaven right now. And then the Bible says there will be a new heaven and there will be a new earth. So we know there's going to be a new heaven as well. That's the book of Revelation. So the spirits of the dead or dead people immediately go either to heaven or they go to hell. They do not wander the earth. So number two is the spirit of the dead is what demons are. I don't believe that. Number three, this is probably the most common. Um, the last two are the most common two. The offspring of the Nephilim, of the angels. Okay, this is a very common theory. It holds that demons resulted from the relationship between angels and women, that they did not exist before this point. But in Genesis 6, remember when the angels, the fallen angels, had intercourse with human women, their offspring were the Nephilim, who some believe were half human, half angelic, which I do believe that happened. I do believe scripture has evidence for that. But some people believe when those Nephilim died, because they weren't legitimate humans created by God, they were half fallen angel, half human, which I do believe it happened because Genesis 6 talks about it happening. We, they, people think that when they died because they were unregistered in a, in a way, that their spirits are now demons. But I don't, I don't believe necessarily that's the case. Um, and I'm going to tell you why. In addition... We know in Genesis 1:24, God said, let the land produce living creatures according to their kind, livestock creatures that move along the ground. So we create in our own kind. So a lot of people believe this. A lot of people don't believe this. I used to think, I used to think this was probably more probable because I used to think, well, why would a fallen angel be named anger? Why would a fallen angel be named bitterness? Why would a fallen angel be named suicide? So I just thought this is probably, these are probably spirits of the Nephilim. But here's why I've changed my view. And my view is number four. I'm going to give you number four. They are fallen angels. And the reason why I changed that view, I believe there's more evidence in scripture. And also I, I learned something. When a demon says its name, so when you're doing deliverance and it says spirit of anger, like you say, what is your name? And the spirit says spirit of anger. It's not saying its name as if your name is Nancy or Mark or Carlos or Samaya, like your born name. It's saying its function. So when a demon says its name, it's giving you its personality or its function in the person. So it's possible these are fallen angels and their names are their functions, their characteristics. Okay, so theory four, and I believe it's the best view. This is not salvation issue. So if you don't agree with this theory, that's fine. But it's that they're fallen angels. Some of the angels who fell were bound while other demons we know are chained up. Some bound, some on earth, and they're doing Satan's bidding, demonizing mankind. We know that Satan, who's the ruler of the angels that fell with him, is also called the ruler of demons, the prince of demons. So if Satan fell with one third of the angels, according to the Bible, and these demons are under his command and he's the ruler of demons, then it seems to point there that these would be demons. Matthew 12, 24 says, when the Pharisees heard it, they said, it is only by Beelzebub, the ruler of demons, that this man casts out demons. So they're accusing Jesus of being of the devil because he cast out demons. The ruler, uh, he, they said the, the ruler of demons is Beelzebub, who is Satan. 
So I, I believe I'm, I'm number four. I believe it's fallen angels. So the summary is scripture makes it clear that demons exist. However, it doesn't tell us where they came from. Though theories have been put forward. I believe demons are fallen angels and I believe their names are their characteristics or their functions. I don't believe they're spirits of the Nephilim. Again, this is not a salvation issue. I for sure don't believe they're dead people wandering around. That's not biblical. And I for sure don't believe they're a pre-Adamic race because that's not biblical because we don't see a race before Adam in scripture. So that's what we have there. Let me give you a couple verses of our authority over demons just to get into now the demon versus the flesh and then signs you have a demon, which is what you're here for. We have authority over demons. Write these verses down. Luke 10, 17, the 70 came back saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. So demons are subject to us in Christ's name. Luke 10, 19, I've given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy. Nothing will injure you. Luke 9, 1, he called the 12 together and gave them power and authority over all the demons and to heal all diseases. Mark chapter 6, verse 7, he summoned the 12 and gave them authority over the unclean spirits. Mark 16, 17, and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast their demons and speak with new tongues. Acts chapter 8, verse 7, this is after the cross. For in the case of many that had unclean spirits, the unclean spirits were coming out of them, shouting with a loud voice, and many who had been paralyzed and lame were healed. So in summary, we've been given authority as disciples of Jesus over demons. We don't need to be afraid of them. We don't need to be worried about them. Now, is everything a demon? No, not everything is a demon. Nobody said everything is a demon. Some things are the flesh. But remember, you can't cast out the flesh and you can't crucify a demon. Let me give you this very quickly and then we're going to go over the signs. You might have a demon. Then we're going to pray for you. Talk about practical ways. Not just the prayer I'm going to pray tonight, but I'm going to give you practical ways to get delivered. Ways you can practically go get delivered. So the flesh in the Bible refers to fallen human nature, which is characterized by sinful tendencies and desires. Romans 7, 18 says, I know that good in itself does not dwell in me. That is in my sinful nature. For I have a desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not, for I, for I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, I keep on doing. That is Paul describing the flesh, the sinful nature. Think of the flesh as the human fallen nature. The flesh is not the flesh. Your flesh is not the flesh. The flesh is the fallen human nature we all have. It's the part of you the Bible calls at war with God, an enemy with God. It's The Bible says it craves sin and it entices you and drags you away. So there's a constant battle between the spirit and the flesh. Demons will exaggerate your flesh and work together with your own human nature, but the flesh and demons are not the same thing. Some things are the flesh. Some things are demons. So if it's a demon, we cast it out. I'm talking slow so you can catch this. And if it's the flesh, we crucify it. A demon, cast it out. The flesh, we crucify it. Those are the main differences. The flesh also gives us fleshly desires. Galatians 5.19, the works of the flesh are obvious, it says. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, and orgies, and things alike. These are what? works of the flesh that human fallen nature not everything i hope you're catching this for all the heresy hunters and discernment ministries that are out of content that are here tonight trying to get some fresh content so they can get some easy views and 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 guys if you're going to keep making videos about me if you don't mind at least like tie 10 percent of your ad revenue 
I mean, some of your guys' videos you make about me being false, they get 30, 40, 50,000 views, and you're making like thousands of dollars off my name. I'm literally paying some of your rent. So at least kick me down like 10%. Okay, that's a, that's a joke. That's a side issue. James 1.14, temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions, and when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. So what do we know about that? These are temptation comes from our own desires, then the temptation entices us and drags us away, then it gives birth to sinful actions, and then if sin is allowed to grow, sin gives birth to death. So we know this, this is the process. But praise the Lord that there's freedom and we can overcome the power of the flesh. Romans 6, 6. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with so that we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. So we have, there is power to get freedom from these fleshly desires, these sinful desires. So that's the flesh. Are you guys tracking? Demonic influence, which we've already talked about, is something different. Demons are, like I said, I believe, fallen angels who rebelled against God that now seek to deceive, oppress, and hinder believers. They seek and look for a home. So we need to remember to put on that full armor of God and fight against them. Demons exaggerate your flesh. Demons throw gas on the fires of lust. They tempt you. They entice you. They harass you. Let me make this one clear. Demons, if you're trying to go like, I don't know if it's a demon or my flesh. Demons speak to you. The flesh doesn't speak to you. Okay, so the flesh doesn't have a voice. The flesh doesn't say, we should watch this movie. We should go on that website. We should call that girl. You should take your life. I'm going to show you later. If you have a voice telling you to take your life, it is 100% unequivocally a demon. 100% a demon. The flesh does not whisper in your ear, take your life. The flesh is a sinful nature, but it's not talking to you. So if you're hearing a third person voice, you got a demon on board and we're going to cast it out of you. It's no big deal. Okay. The demons also dominate you. They overwhelm you. They give you overwhelming desires you can't get rid of. Overwhelming images in your mind you can't get rid of. That's not the flesh. That's a demonic spirit. If you're getting perverted images you can't get rid of, it's overwhelming. It's like, oh, I want this out of my head and it's stuck. That's a demonic spirit. That is not your flesh. Remember, the flesh is that fallen nature, but the flesh doesn't dominate in the way demons do. And the Bible says we can overcome those desires of the flesh. When I got born again, I had every ungodly desire you can think of, every demon you can think of. And when I got born again, I lost those desires of the flesh. I lost the desire to watch pornography. I lost the desire to look at women like they're a piece of meat and drink and party and get into debauchery and witchcraft and all the stuff I was doing. I lost that desire. My flesh was crucified with Christ and I overcame that desire and I don't have it. And then I went through deliverance. So there's freedom. Again, if it's a demon, cast it out. If it's the flesh, crucify it. They're different things. And I have videos on both of those. So you also can use discernment, which funny enough, discernment ministries on YouTube have the worst discernment ever. There's a real thing called discernment. Discernment is to be able to distinguish the difference between the flesh and demonic activity. That's what the gift is. It's discerning of spirits. So people say, I have great discernment. Discernment is discerning, is this the flesh? Is this a demon? Is this an angel? Is this the Holy Spirit? It's discerning, distinguishing spirits. That's what the spirit of discernment is and the gift of discernment according to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. So there's freedom. Freedom from the flesh, okay? Galatians 5.1, it is for freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm and do not let yourselves be your burdened again, excuse me, by the yoke of slavery. 
So there's freedom from the from the flesh and there's deliverance from demons two separate things That's how you can tell some of the differences now. Let's go and do the title of the video signs. You have a demon I want to be clear. These are some signs not every sign and just because I gotta say it's loud and clear. I know this is gonna get cropped out from the Heresy Hunter videos. Hey, it's Monday, bringing in fresh content. They're gonna crop this part out, but I need to say this to all my followers here. Just because you have a sign doesn't mean you have a demon. You might have a demon. These are symptoms of having a demon, but it doesn't mean you have a demon. So don't jump out the window and say, oh, I must have a demon because I have one of those signs. No, you might have a demon, but it's not 100% just because you have a sign. Just like a doctor would diagnose you and say, what are your symptoms? I'm showing you about 30-ish symptoms I've seen firsthand doing deliverance for, what, 13 years now I've been doing deliverance. I've done countless deliverances. I'm showing you personally 30 signs I've seen of people that have a demon and traits they possessed, okay? And I use the word possessed by traits that they had. Okay, the first thing is I want you to think about, this isn't even reason sign number one. This is just obvious. If you manifest, you have a demon. Okay, and the word manifest is this. It means, I'm going to talk slow, to bring something in darkness into the light. So let me give you an example of what it means to manifest. If you're in a church service and someone starts praying for you and you start growling and you're like, why am I growling? And this happens all the time. You're manifesting a demon. The demon, look at this, that was hiding has now exposed itself and revealed itself. If you're getting prayer and you're foaming at your mouth, that's a demon manifesting. If you're getting prayer and you start speaking out, another voice comes out of you talking. That's a demon manifesting. So I'm going to show you pretty much all 30 of these are manifestations I'm going to show you of demons. But if you just blatantly manifest, you start barking in a service or during prayer or during preaching, and there's like, oh, I have a demon, or like even as I'm talking about this, your heart's pounding, and you're getting sweaty and nervous. Let me let me just help you here. If you're getting nervous and sweaty when we talk about deliverance, it's probably because there's a demon living in you and the demon's nervous. You feel nervous because remember, it's a person living in you. There's a person living in you without a body. You feel nervous, but it's the demon manifesting. So if your heart's racing, you're getting sweaty and you feel nervous and sick to your stomach, you're manifesting. A demon is exposing itself. It's manifesting. So I hope I made that clear. Look at what Mark 1.21 says. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching because he taught with one that had authority, not like the teachers of the law. Verse 23 of Mark 1. Then a man in the synagogue who was demonized by an impure spirit, an unclean spirit, cried out. So here's a man in the synagogue cried out saying, what do you want with us? You guys catch that? As Pagani would say, what do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Verse 25, be quiet, Jesus said, come out of him. The impure spirit shook the man violently. So you guys see our services like, why are people shaking and screaming? You have not read the Bible. The man shook violently and the spirit came out of him with a shriek. Verse 27, look at this. And this is what some of you are accusing me of tonight. But look, the people were amazed and they asked each other, what is this, a new teaching? And with authority, he gives orders to unclean spirits and they obey him. And the Bible says in verse 28, news spread about him all throughout Galilee. So what do we see from this image? Jesus is preaching powerfully, not like the religious leaders. 
a man in the service screams out. He manifests a demon. He screams out a demon as Jesus is preaching. This man's been there, fine. No demon, the demon's been hiding. But now what happens? The anointing preaching, the anointed authoritative preaching of Jesus Christ. Are you guys catching this? Did you catch it? Causes this man to manifest a demon. The demon's making itself known. Why did Jesus say be quiet? Because the man, the demon said, I know who you are, the Holy One of God. And Jesus didn't want the demon revealing who he was before he revealed who he was. That's Mark chapter one. Mark one, Mark chapter one, verse 21. For those of you in the chat asking, yes, I'm reading the chat the whole time. Then the people said, what is this, a new teaching? This man, this man speaks with authority and even the demons, even the demons obey him and the news spread about him. It was because of deliverance that the news of Jesus spread throughout the land. The first time we ever see Jesus fame spreading or the Bible says he became famous is when he did deliverance in Mark chapter one. So Jesus is preaching, demons manifest. And then Mark 1:39 says, Jesus went from synagogue to synagogue, casting out demons. And they thought, oh, this is a new teaching. And tonight people are like, this must be some new teaching. Listen, there's 3000 of you in here tonight. Praise the Lord. I know mo most of you, maybe your pastors never preached on this. You've never heard about this. All, all I could say nicely is open up your Bible. Open up the New Testament and tell me you don't see deliverance. You're going to see it all throughout the New Testament. You're hard pressed to go a few chapters in the Gospels without Jesus setting the captives free. It's one of the reasons why he came. First John, for this reason, the Son of God was made manifest to destroy the works of darkness. So they'll manifest. Demons will start laughing out of you. The demon will speak out and say, how'd you know I was here? They'll make the person slither on the ground like a snake or the demon will beg to stay. But oftentimes demons cry out of people. They scream out of people. This is not uncommon. It happened right here in the Bible. The man shakes violently. A demon screamed as it left. Acts chapter eight, the Bible says the people were screaming as demons left them. So unfortunately for some of you religious people in the chat, it's biblical. It's biblical. I don't know what to tell you. Be mad all you want. Manifest spirit of religion all you want. But deliverance is biblical and you can't take this out of the Bible. Okay, sign number one. So you manifest, that's off the top. Sign number one, I have a lot to go over, is dominating or intrusive thoughts. These are thoughts you didn't create, thoughts the Holy Spirit didn't give you, and thoughts you can't get rid of. Sign one of having a demon is you get dominating thoughts. Say it's a lustful thought, a perverted thought, a thought to kill yourself. I've had people tell me, I had a guy tell me, I won't say his name, very, very famous guy, uh, played, I don't want to say too much, played professional high level on TV sports. And he contacted me for deliverance. I did Zoom deliverance with him. And he said, Isaiah, I'm a good Christian man. I was raised in church. You know, he's a big time celebrity. And he said, there's a voice that tells me every time I'm in the kitchen, standing in a certain area of my kitchen, a voice tells me, gives me a, a dominating thought, grab a knife and stab your wife. He said, I would never do it in a million years. I've never wanted to do it. I'm a good Christian guy. I don't know why there's a desire in me to grab a knife and stab my wife. It must be a demon. And yes, it is. A thought like that, a dominating thought is a demon. A thought to take your life is a demon. A thought, I want to turn the car and hit somebody jogging. It's a dominating thought. And you're like, I want to get rid of this thought. It's a demon. Remember, you create thoughts. You got to create the thought. So if you're not creating the thought, if God is not giving you a thought to kill someone or to take your life or cut yourself or a super nasty, perverted, pornographic image in your mind. God's not giving you it. You don't want it. A demon's dominating you with those thoughts. It's very, very common. They dominate the mind. They dominate the thoughts. The devil dominates thoughts. Write this down. 
but God renews our thoughts. God renews our mind. The devil's a control freak. God is a gentleman. He's not a control freak. He doesn't control you. He doesn't dominate you. We learned earlier, the devil's the one that dominates. I remember as a teenager, I would get dominating sexual thoughts. Of course, I didn't know demons were or anything, but I couldn't shake them. I couldn't get rid of them. And I would have these thoughts and it, they were perverted. They were sexual. And I was like, they were stuck in my head. And I would say, I don't want this thought. I'm thinking of something else. And I kept going back to that thought. Now in 2011, I would get delivered from a spirit of lust. I didn't know that at the time as a teenager, I had that spirit of lust in me. And that spirit was the one giving me the thoughts and praise the Lord. 13 years later, I don't have those thoughts. I don't have dominating lustful thoughts. If, if I started getting those dominating lustful thoughts, I would be getting deliverance. I'm not above reproach. I'm not like arrogant. Like, I don't need it. You guys do. If I started getting those sexual dominating thoughts, I would seek deliverance. And I have just this last year. I had someone pray deliverance over me and do, and, and I do that. I have no problem with that. It's prayer guys. At the end of the day, deliverance is prayer. It's getting prayer. Why would you not want prayer? What's wrong with someone praying deliverance over you? It's nothing big dominating suicidal thoughts, dominating thoughts of violence, rage and anxiety depression, confusion, the mind battle, the domination. You guys got it. That's demonic. Okay. So number two voices in your head, speaking in third person or saying things plural. Number two voices in your head, speaking in third person or saying things plural. When you hear a voice, I got to go slow here saying we should do this. Or how about this one? I'm going to do this to you. I'm going to destroy your life. I'm going to destroy your marriage. I'm going to destroy your family. No one in this room likes you. Everybody hates you. You're always going to be worthless. We should do this. Yeah. Plural is we, if there's a voice saying we, that's a demon. That's not your flesh. Your flesh is not a person. It's a nature. A demon is a remember, go back to the beginning. A demon is a person without a body, a person without a body. So when a demon's living in you, it'll say we should remember in Mark one, what do you want from us? Did you catch it? What do you want from us? Everyone's like, what do you mean us? It's just one guy in a synagogue. There's just one guy Jesus is talking to in a synagogue manifesting. Yet the demon speaks out of the guy and says, holy one of God, what do you want from us? The demon speaks out of the guy. So yes, demons can speak out of people. Again, guys, it's like, we got to open the Bible. We got to open the Bible. This is a demonic spirit. If it's speaking to you, I've had pastors say it's normal to hear voices. I am a pastor. I am a leader in the body of Christ. And I'm here to say it is not normal to hear voices. Let me let that sink in real quick while I get a drink of water. It is not normal to hear voices. We are legion. What do you want from us? If you hear this us talk, this we talk, you know, there's a critter on board. There's a demon on board. Okay. Sadly, we've made hearing demons normal. Pastors are like, it's normal to hear thoughts of taking your life. No, it's not. Why would we tell people that's normal? Why would we normalize being demonized? Let's stop normalizing being demonized and let's start normalizing deliverance. Good word, Isaiah. If it's negative, if it's sinful, if it's harmful, it's a demon. Hearing demons is not normal. Pastors should not be teaching this. Voices in your head that blaspheme God, that's a demon. Voices that say they're going to kill you or your family, that's a demon. Voices that give you their names, they have their own names or alter egos. These are spirits. Guys, oh man, I could go so many places here. I'm not going to look at the clock. I'm going to take my time. These celebrities you follow, like for example, Beyonce has Sasha Fierce and they say, I have an alter ego. 
All they're telling you is the name of their demon. That's it. These people that have DID and they have nine personalities, 10 personalities, and they switch personalities every few minutes and they have systems, systems in their body. And they say, that's that system. That's that. These are demons. I hate to be the guy to tell you that these are demons. So having personalities in you, let me give you another one. The alphabet community, they say, something's telling me it's trapped in the wrong body. And they say, I feel trapped in the wrong body. That's a demon. It's literally trapped in the wrong body. It's a demon trapped in you wanting to come out probably. And it's making you feel like you're not what you are because it's a demon. So yes, alter egos, spirits, voices telling you to take your life. 100% if there's a voice telling you to take your life, it's a demon. You need to get delivered. We're going to cast that thing out tonight in Jesus' name. Number three is hatred towards others for no reason. I remember before I got delivered, I was racist towards my own race. Guys, I want you to stop real quick and think about how stupid it is what I'm about to say. I was racist towards my own race. Think about how stupid that is. What do you think made me racist? What do you think made me hate my own race? A demon. Demons give you hatred towards other people for no reason. I hate pastors for no reason. I hate police for no reason. I hate ethnicities for no reason. Whatever it could be, I hate parents, friends, family. Have you ever had hatred? Like, I don't even know why I hate that person. It's a demonic spirit, especially if it's a pastor. Especially if it's a pastor, it's a demonic spirit causing you to hate that pastor. Do you know how many people come up to me at my service and say, I used to hate you. I used to hate you. Your voice was so annoying. And some of you are going to laugh in the chat because this used to be you. I couldn't stand your voice. I couldn't stand how fast you talk. I couldn't stand your content. And this is what they say. Guys, I've heard this without lying a hundred times. Without lying, I've heard this over a hundred times. They come up to me and tell me this. I hated you. My wife used to play you. My husband used to play you. This is what they say. You guys know what I'm about to say? Then I got delivered. And now I love you. I love your preaching. I love your sermons. I love your content. I love your voice. I hated you. Now I love you. It was when I had a demon, I hated you. After I got delivered, I loved you. If you hate your... Guys, there's a reason why people hate leaders and Christians and pastors. There's a re... I'm going to give them free content here. There's a reason why some of these YouTubers hate me. That's all I'm going to say about that. That's all I'm going to say about that. Hatred towards others for no reason. You don't even know me. You take everything I say out of context. You've made your life mission to misunderstand me. That's all I'm going to say. Number four, okay? Physical symptoms that come suddenly and leave suddenly with no medical reasoning. I'm not talking about medical conditions, okay? I'm talking about when you have sudden pains or physical ailments that come and go suddenly, and then you go to the doctor, and the doctor says, you're fine. There's no, we've MRI, we've done the x-ray, we've done the test, there's nothing in your blood, we've done, everything checks out, you're healthy, you're normal. Yet you have physical ailments that are unexplainable. That might be a demon, and I have to keep saying this because we're live, and there's a lot of you watching. Just because you have these signs doesn't mean you have a demon. These are 30 signs I've seen allude to demonization. Okay, so physical symptoms, choking sensations, pain that moves around your body could be a demon moving around your body. In deliverance, people are like, oh, my chest hurts. Oh, my leg hurts. Oh, it's often demons moving around the bodies. And yes, demons live in your body. Go read your Bible. I already talked about that. Medical uh, blackouts where you do things you can't remember. Even I've seen, again, I'm just going to say what I'm going to say here. I'm not going to apologize. My name is the channel. So I can say what I feel like saying. 
ticks and twitches not always ticks and twitches not always but sometimes demonic and i have a whole video on how literally there's a phenomenon going on because ever since the advent ad, advent of tiktok people are getting ticks and twitches a lot of young girls there's research on this you can google it a lot of young girls have ticks and twitches at, that are addicted to TikTok. There's some spiritual correlation I won't go into in this video. You can Google it and you'll start being freaked out by all the research you'll find. So physical symptoms come suddenly and leave suddenly. Number five, rebellion and hatred towards authority. When you hate authority, whether it's your husband who's an authority in the home, a police officer who's the authority in your city, a sheriff's officer who's the authority in your county, a politician that's authority in the government, a pastor that's authority in the church, demons hate authority. Guys, remember, demons rebelled against God. The devil hates authority. He said, I'll ascend above the Most High. I'll sit in the tabernacle. Come on, guys. The devil hates authority, and so do his demons. Any authority God has placed in your life, the demons hate it. Again, parents, pastors, law enforcement, teacher, a boss. Some of you, some of y'all know what I'm saying. I can't stand anyone telling me what to do. I'm going to give you a second to think about that. Your whole life, you can't stand people telling you what to do. You can't stand being told, being corrected. Beloved, that's a demon. I'm saying it to you nicely as a brother. It's a demon. Number six, recurring nightmares and night terrors that are often horrific in nature. I'm not talking about one nightmare a month. I'm not talking about one nightmare every few weeks. I'm talking about constant recurring horrific nightmares. Demons infiltrate and influence dreams. You know that when you're sleeping, your spirit is awake. Your soul is awake. And the spirits continue to work even when we're asleep. If you're having continual recurring nightmares that are horrific in nature, I don't want to go too graphic here, it's likely that you have a demonic spirit accessing you at night that's living inside of you. Now, I want to be clear on something that I should have said in the beginning. And we're an hour in, and I'm going to say this now. In the Bible, and I'm trying to go slow tonight, Jesus always only casts demons out of people and never cast demons off of people let me say that again jesus always only cast demons out and never cast demons out which means biblically speaking the idea that demons cling on to us if we're christian and live in us if we're unbelievers is not scriptural there's no such thing as being oppressed and having a demon hanging on your back i know you guys like that it sounds romantic because like well there's no way a demon could live in me if i'm a christian Demons don't live in your spirit where the Holy Spirit lives. They live in your soul or in your flesh. They don't live in the spirit. So it's not in the same place that God dwells. We're, tri, we're triune beings. We have a spirit, a soul, and a body. The demons live in the soulish realm, which is the mind, the will, and the emotion. That's another topic. But just remember, we don't cast demons off of people. We cast demons out of people. So if a demon's in you, it's going to have access to your, to your dreams to give you recurring nightmares. So we're not talking tonight about a demon hanging on your back. We're going to get that off of you. No, we don't cast demons off. Nowhere in the Bible did Jesus cast the demons off. He casted demons out, out in Jesus' name. That's what we're going to pray tonight, and that's what we do in deliverance. We don't say get off because it's not biblical. Okay, so hatred towards authority. Um, again, oh yeah, re sorry, six is recurring nightmares and night terrors. Seven, sleeping disorders and eating disorders. I've seen many people get delivered of demons that caused eating disorders. I had a, a, a young lady, Marcella, on the channel who runs the deliverance map. She got delivered. She had extreme eating disorders. I hope I don't get flagged on YouTube for saying that because um, you're not really supposed to say that word because whatever, trigger and all that. But you can get delivered. 
anorexia, bulimia, all of it. It's demonic. It's not of God. It's not for you. It's not his destiny. It's not his plan. I know a lot of pastors will tell you it is, but hey, I don't mind being the pastor that will tell you it's not, and you can get freedom from that. Under eating, overeating, the demon's job is to still kill and destroy, and if he can still kill and destroy, giving you an eating disorder or sleeping disorder, he's going to. Restlessness at night, not being able to sleep, sleeping in late. These are signs of having a demon. Again, let me repeat myself because we're live and I have to keep saying it over and over again. Just because you have one of these signs doesn't mean you have a demon. But these are signs of demon activity. We said in the beginning they camouflage and that is why we're exposing them. Number eight is a rat. And these are 30 in my experience, 30 signs in my experience. Some of these will go way faster, by the way. The first 10 are the longest. Number eight is irrational fear and phobias. Fear in the car, fear of animals, deathly afraid of certain animals we dealt with a lady you guys saw i posted her testimony on my channel she was deathly afraid of birds like deathly afraid of birds like would jump in her car and wouldn't get out of her car if there was a bird nearby so she was deathly afraid of birds got delivered and god freed her from that fear fear of death fear of sickness fear of airplanes fear of anything there's people that are deathly afraid of clowns deathly afraid of um certain animals dogs cats you name it there's somebody afraid of it. And these are phobias. Spirits give you phobias. I'm giving you experience here. I've seen people overcome these phobias after getting delivered. Number nine. This one's going to get me in trouble. But like I said, the channel's name is Isaiah Saldivar. So who am I really trying to impress here? Number nine. Mental illnesses. Mental illnesses are a sign of... And guys, when I talk about animals, I'm not talking about animals that we should all be afraid of. Like if you're in the wilderness and you're afraid of a bear attacking you, that's not a demon. That's a natural fear. Okay? It's a natural fear. I'm not talking about natural fears. I'm talking about irrational phobias and fears. Number nine, mental illness. This is a sign you might have a demon. Bipolar. Guys, help me, Lord. When people just say I'm bipolar and they get medication and they just announce they're bipolar, think about what bipolar is. I'm happy one minute and instantly angry or an, or another attitude or another personality or another whatever i'm sad then i'm happy then i'm happy then i'm sad then i'm mad then I'm, and you're just back and forth bipolar that's demonic in nature schizophrenia hearing voices guys what is the what is the doctor gonna do okay if you i'm trying to help you guys if you go to the doctor and say i'm hearing voices in my head the doctor's not gonna say oh you are you should go to www.deliverancemap.com. Isaiah Saldivar has 3,000 people that are doing deliverance all over the world that for free, no one makes a dollar, for free will meet up with you and do deliverance on you. Oh, you hear voices? You should go to a mass deliverance service. You should go to, and when I say mass deliverance, I don't mean mass as in the Catholic church. I mean a massive deliverance service like we're having in Texas next week with 8,000 people. The doctor's not going to say, you should find a local church to get delivered. That's a demon talking to you. What is the doctor going to do? He's going to label it. You're schizophrenic. You're bipolar. You have this. You have dis disassociation. You have psychosis. You have an anxiety disorder. OCSD, ADHD, ABCD, EFG, Fox, CNN, ABC. I don't know. PTSD. I'm not trying to make fun. He's just going to name all of these things and label you and then give you medication that probably won't even work. Guys, we don't have any evidence that these medic antidepressants even change your serotonin levels. Most people that take them become zombies. And don't even get me started on the trillion dollar pharmacy industry that we're just throwing pills at people. Throwing pills at them. Is that the answer? Throw you some more pills and make you like a zombie and then put you up in some mental hospital? Or is deliverance the answer? Is deliverance the answer? Now again, if it's physical, if it's... I'm talking demons tonight.
So there are times where people have a chemical imbalance. There are times where people have something wrong in their brain. They're missing part of their frontal lobe. I get it. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about signs you have a demon. I'm talking about spiritual. I'm in the spiritual. I'm not here. I'm not a doctor. So if you have a chemical imbalance, praise the Lord. Do what you need to do. Pray for God to heal you or get your medication or both. Okay, see a doctor. That is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about we have these young people now that have schizophrenia because they're hearing voices. Not every mental illness is demonic, but some are. But some are. And please, I'm trying to be sensitive. I know people really struggle. I have friends and family that do as well. I know. I get it. I understand. I'm not talking about that. Hear what I'm saying. I'm talking about the spiritual side of it. We can't just say everything is mental disorder. Here's pills for everything. A lot of these things, there is no pill. There is no cure. So we need to get delivered. If it's a medical thing, get medical help. If it's a deliverance thing, get delivered. That's the bottom line. And if you go for deliverance and nothing services or manifests and you don't have a demon, then praise the Lord. Get what you need to get. I'm just telling you, why do we ever, why don't we ever take the spiritual side? Why don't we ever realize the man that Jesus, the boy that Jesus delivered that was throwing himself in fire and water, foaming at the mouth, that boy would have been schizophrenic in today's world. Jesus did not say take pills. Jesus cast the demon out of him. So I'm just saying in scripture, we see people that have the traits of schizophrenia get delivered. Number 10, I'm going to go quick on these guys. Don't worry. Is a dark countenance. I don't know how to explain this. A darkness about the person. I had this before I was delivered. Very big dark circles around my eyes. I'm still a little dark in the eyes, but it's because uh, I have four kids. I don't get a, a million hours of sleep anymore like I used to. Before I got delivered, I had dark circles. I would not take pictures. Just think about this, guys. This was my life. Don't tell me I'm wrong. This was my testimony in my life. I wouldn't take pictures for, what, 10 years or more. I didn't take any pictures. I hated pictures. I had a dark countenance, a dark look about me. You can literally see pictures of me right now before I saved, and you'll see darkness over me. You'll, an atheist can see it. I had a darkness on me. My eyes were dark. I was dark. Didn't take pictures. Cherish, if you're in the chat, my little sister, testify. Mom, if you're in the chat, testify, okay? I didn't take pictures. I, I showered in the dark. I got brushed my teeth in the dark, literal dark. I didn't like the lights. My room was always dark. I brushed my teeth in the dark. I showered in the dark. My mom would be like, turn the light on. Why is the light always off? I was in darkness. Before 2011, when I was born again, I was in darkness. Like, I'm not talking about, oh, I just took a shower in the dark once in a while, or I just liked the room not so light. I hated the light. I didn't know why. I couldn't make eye contact with people. Guys, I couldn't make eye contact with people for years. I was in law enforcement class. I have a degree in administration of justice and my lieutenant that would teach the, my professor who was a lieutenant would say, Saldivar, look me in the eye. And I couldn't look people in the eye. I didn't know I had shame and guilt. I had a dark countenance. I had a dark countenance. You were literal Dracula, Dracula. Literally, I was. I literally was. I love darkness. I didn't know it was a demon. So see what I'm saying? The demon didn't say, hey, Isaiah, I'm a demon. I'm the reason why you have a dark countenance. I'm the reason why you hate the light. I'm the reason why you shower in the dark. I'm the reason why you don't take pictures. Shame, spirit of shame didn't say that. I got delivered and all of that went away. Now I take millions of pictures all the time. I've taken a thousand pictures before in one service with you guys at the end of service. I talk to you guys and all that. So dark countenance, I'm telling you this right now, physical dark countenance is a sign of a demon. All right, 11, we're gonna go super quick. Get ready, write these down. 11, constantly challenging the word of God. That's a demonic spirit constantly confused about doctrine, constantly bouncing from one doctrine to the next, 
believing lies about God, struggling to understand principles of God, like how could God send people to hell and you just go down that rabbit trail? Demons want to confuse you about the word of God. Constant confusion about the word of God is a sign that you have a demon. This is one of the devil's main strategies is to get you confused about the word of God, to get you not understanding the word of God, and you're always challenging what God's word says. Number 12, desire to rip up the Bible and blaspheme God. Guys, if you have a desire to rip the Bible, you have a demon. If you have a desire to blaspheme God, I told you guys a story of a senior pastor's wife. I was doing deliverance on their leadership. She came to me and said, Isaiah, no one knows this, but... And she doesn't mind me sharing this now, but of course I won't mention her name. So you guys would never know who she is. Anyways, she said, no one knows this, but for years, I was like 20 something years. Every time my husband preaches this, the senior pastor's wife, I hear cuss words in my head. I hear blasphemes against God. I hear voices saying F God, F God while my husband's preaching. She was, had a demon hiding and praise the Lord. She got delivered that day. And I've talked to her since, and she's never had that happen again. Those thoughts of blaspheming God, mocking God, rip the Bible. Remember the beast in Revelation, there's blaspheme written across the beast. The Antichrist is all about blaspheme. Number 13, any compulsive temptation that forces itself on you that you truly don't want. Let me say it again. Any compulsive temptation that forces itself on you that you don't want. So if you're having desires that you don't want, and you're like, I don't want this. I'm born again. I've repented. I know this isn't me. I know this isn't me. That's a demonic spirit forcing desires on you, forcing behaviors on you that you don't want. That's a demon. Number 14, deep depression or despondency. That is literally you, literally you looking off into the distance, disconnected from people, disconnected from people. This is literally you depressed, can't get out of bed, and you don't know why. I'm not talking about being depressed because a family member passed away. I'm talking about deep despondency and depression where you sleep, you can't stay up, you're sleeping in all day, and you're straight up depressed and disconnected and you struggle to connect with people. That, my friends, is a demon and you can get free. And this is all good news because now you're like, oh, I'm finding out there's something living in me that doesn't have to live here any longer and it will come out of me tonight in Jesus' name. And I'm going to pray a prayer of deliverance and call these things out of you. And I'm going to give you practical ways to get delivered in real time. Okay, so stay here. Deep depression, despondency. 15, sudden surges of violent rage or uncontrollable anger. If you suddenly, I'm trying to describe these practical. If you suddenly start raging, your blood starts boiling, your heart starts racing, and you're like, you're like the Hulk. You're just like, oh, clenching your fist. I've never dealt with anger personally. I've never ever dealt with anger in my life. So it's not something I could necessarily relate to. But I remember doing deliverance on one of my old best friends that had a spirit of rage and anger. And I, he was my best friend and I would watch him get angry and rage and he would go, I hate being like this. Why do I get so angry about dumb things? Why do I rage like this? He would literally just start clenching his fist and his blood would just boil and he'd be so mad over the dumbest things. I watched him. I didn't just watch him. I did his deliverance with about five other guys that were pinning him down because he was into bodybuilding. But I watched him get delivered of violent rage and the spirit of anger and he didn't have these issues anymore. That's a demonic spirit. Sudden urges of violent rage and uncontrollable anger. 16. This is a good one or a common one. Terrifying doubts of your salvation, even though you once knew the joy of your salvation. If you at one time knew you were saved and there was the joy of your salvation, and now you're terrified thinking you're never saved no matter what you do, that could be a demon bringing your salvation into question. I'm like, Lord, I know I'm saved. If I die right now, I'm going to be with you. 
I've put my faith in the finished work of the cross. I have a relationship with Jesus. I'm walking the way his word says to walk. I'm doing the things he told me to do. I'm, I'm solid with them. If you're constantly terrified that you're not saved, that could be a demon causing you to doubt your salvation. 17. This one might get some of you mad. 17. Abnormal or perverted sexual desires. Abnormal or perverted sexual desires. Perverted or let me say it this way. Perversion means the wrong version. Okay, that's what perversion is. So having desires for a female as a male is normal. Having desires for a male as a male is perversion. What do you mean, Isaiah? It's the wrong version. God designed male to be with female. Female to be with male. If a male longs for a male, that's perversion. If a female longs for a female, that's perversion. If you long for people, let me say, how do I say this without getting banned? Of a different age than you. Are you guys catching what I'm saying? It's perversion. There are people right now in this chat that have perverted desires for people. And I'm going to say, I'm saying this as friendly as I can without getting banned. Let's just say this. There's people in the chat right now that have desires for people that are way younger than them. And you hate it. You hate that you have those desires. You hate that you have same-sex desires. You absolutely hate it because you have a demon in you. You don't want those desires. Come on, you don't want that. You know you don't want that. But the demon's giving you desires. Some of you, and I'm going to say what pastors won't say because I deal with people that need deliverance from this stuff and they have this issue. Some of you have perverted desires towards animals. That's a demonic spirit. That's a demonic spirit. So you need to get free from that. These are perverted desires. Remember, a guy desiring a woman is, woman is natural. That's the way God has designed us biologically. But anything else than that is perversion. If you're way older, they're way younger, perversion. Way younger and they're way older, perversion. Guy, guy, perversion. Girl, girl, perversion. That's it. Let me tell you guys how many genders there are. There. That's how many genders there are. Two. There's only two genders. There's male and there's female. There's not multiple. There's not this and 44 spectrum, all that. That's all perversion. And it's a sign you have a spirit. Number 18. And I'll scroll through before the chat goes crazy on me. Say amen. If that's, we'll drown him out here. We'll drown him out here. Say amen. Number 18, fascination with the occult. If you're fascinated, like in a weird way with the occult and learning about the occult and studying the occult and practicing the occult, it's probably a demonic spirit. Fascination with the occult. 19, this is one that, again, these are ones, I tried to think of ones that aren't common as, as common as like, if you just found a video that people don't talk about that I've personally firsthand, all 30 of these, I've personally firsthand seen people get delivered of. I'm not adding any that I haven't seen firsthand. I've seen every single one of these 30, somebody have these symptoms that has a demon. So please just, just take it from me. I've seen this. Number 19, the desire to be unclean. The desire to be unclean in a physical way, in a physical way. This is, some of you are like, you're talking about my kids, maybe. This is hating taking shower, hating putting on deodorant, hating to brush your teeth, and bad hygiene. And I know you're like, that's so weird. That's what demons do. Unclean spirits. Let's just go back to the very beginning of the video. Personalities without bodies. Persons without bodies. They live in us. Okay. These are demons that live in us. They're unclean. The Bible calls them. They don't like being clean. One of the symptoms is no showers. I had, I, let me give you an example. I dealt with a guy doing deliverance on him 
and he smelled and he said he hated taking showers and he hated brushing his teeth and he hated hygiene, all of it. He hated it. He had to force himself to take showers. He got delivered and one of the first things he noticed was he loved to shower now. He loved to brush his teeth and get good hygiene. Okay, praise the Lord because he was a part of our church after. But that spirit of unclean spirit caused him to have bad hygiene. You can call me crazy and, oh, I don't think that. Call me crazy from the sidelines. Okay, keep keep giving me advice from the stands. The loudest booze come from the cheapest seats. If you're not on the field, if you're not doing deliverance, this is all crazy to you. But once you get involved and start seeing this stuff, you know this is a real thing. Number 20. So 19 is desire to be unclean, bad hygiene, showers, all that. Number 20, constant confusion, trouble remembering things and keeping track of time. Confusion. This is the most common one, in my opinion, of spirits I deal with. is a spirit of confusion. You're constantly confused. What time is it? You show up 20 minutes late, not because you want to, because you're confused. You lose track of time. You can't really remember things. You can't really, you just struggle. You're just like, sometimes you feel like you're dreaming. You're in a fog. And sometimes you just or just don't know what's going on. That's a spirit of confusion. That's a sign of having a demon. Okay, 21, and we're going to end soon because I want to pray for you. I'm actually going to cut out some of the stuff tonight. We'll do all 30 signs because I named the video that, but the whole thing's can you go to heaven with a demon? The answer is yes, and there's a whole video on my channel about that. I won't go into that tonight, but let's go into the next one here, and, and maybe I'll touch on it. All right, 21, feeling tired or sleepy every time you pray or read the Bible for no justifiable reason. Let me say it again. 21 is feeling tired or sleepy every time you read the Bible or pray for no justifiable reason. Every time you're, you're awake and alive during the football game. The moment you open your Bible, you start falling asleep. The moment you open your Bible, you start, you get tired. The moment you start praying, you fall asleep. And guys, I've seen someone get delivered from a spirit of slumber. Literally, this would happen to them and it doesn't happen to them anymore. So I'm not, again, I'm telling you stuff. I've seen real, real people, real lives. They couldn't read the Bible or pray because they instantly would fall asleep. Now they're able to. And this person I'm telling you about, I still talk to them and know them. They're a leader at a church that I, that I regularly preached at. So that's a spirit of slumber that wants to put you to sleep. It doesn't want you to read. Constant distraction. Constantly, every time you open up the Bible, you can't, you just, your mind races. You can't focus. Demonic, okay? 22. I'm about to describe some of you right here. 22. Extreme restlessness in a spiritual environment. Extreme restlessness in a spiritual environment. You can't sit still. How many of you know that person at the church? They cannot sit still during the worship, during a sermon, during anything. They're always having to get up. They're in the foyer. They're out there ministering to people in the bathroom. They're out there in the parking lot, wandering around. They Anytime you get in a spiritual environment, you can't sit still. That's demonic. It's a sign you have a demon. Again, not doesn't just because you have a sign, of what I mentioned, that doesn't mean you have a demon, but these are signs of having a demon here. You might have a demon if that's you, if you're constantly restless in supernatural environments. Okay, 23, we're almost done. 23, supernatural experiences, hauntings, movement, disappearance of objects, or other strange manifestations might be that you have a demon. If you're seeing demons, it might be that you have a demon. One of the reasons why, if you're constantly afraid and seeing demons, is because you're seeing through the eyes of the demon living in you. And the demon living in you can see other demons and you're sometimes getting a glimpse of the other demons around through the eyes of the demon in you. So if you're constantly like dealing with hauntings, movement, footsteps, hearing voices, hearing things, it's probably because you have a demon and you need to get delivered. So paranormal activity is number 23. 24 is blackouts. Okay, when I say blackouts, I'm not talking about you drank and had a blackout. 
I'm talking about you black out, do a bunch of sinful things or non-sinful things, and you wake up and don't remember what you did and you didn't drink. There, guys, I used to be, when I was in law enforcement, when I was studying and getting my degree in administration of justice, I used to have to research and I enjoyed it because I was weird before I was saved. I would research serial killers. So I watched every documentary, even I had a whole class on case study on serial killers, the mind of a serial killer going inside. I lost track of how many times serial killers would say, I blacked out, I killed four or five people, and I opened my eyes and didn't even realize and would look around and four or five people were dead and I had blacked out and doing it, okay? That's demonic. That's a demonic spirit. Some of them would say they had demons. Some of them would say a, a spirit controlled them and told them to do it or made them do it. But it's a demonic thing to have these experiences, these blackout experiences where you do things you don't even know what you're doing and then coming to. It's that demon taking, fully taking over your body, performing usually sinful things, but not always, performing sinful things, and then you coming to. So blackouts are also, someone said it's drugs. Drugs can do that same, but we're not talking about drugs, are we? We're talking about demons. Yes, drugs can do that, but these people that I'm telling you about never were on drugs when this happened. And I know people personally that have had these issues of blackouts, got delivered, and never had them again, and they weren't on drugs. So yes, of course, drugs, alcohol can both cause blackouts, but it's not always the case. Number 25, okay? Suddenly speaking of a language not previously known, often an ethnic language of ancestors. I'm not talking about speaking in tongues. I'm talking about suddenly speaking in an unknown language that you don't know or a demonic hiss or a demonic tongue all of a sudden could be a sign of you having a demon. We're not talking about speaking in tongues. We're not talking about preaching in tongues or interpreting tongues or praying in tongues. I'm talking about an unbeliever suddenly speaking a language they don't know or having a supernatural experience where they're getting this supernatural ability, okay? 26, reaction to the name and the blood of Jesus Christ. Number 26, reactions, body and verbal reactions to the name and the blood of Jesus Christ. When you hear the name or blood of Jesus and you feel like it's fingernails on a chalkboard, that's a demonic spirit living in you. If someone says the blood of Jesus and you get nervous, your heart's racing, you feel sick to your stomach, that's a demonic spirit in you. These demons hate the name and they hate the blood. They hate the name and they hate the blood. And if you're reacting to the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus verbally or your body's reacting and you're getting angry or you're contorting or you're slithering or you're foaming at the mouth or you're growling or barking or any of that, that's a demonic spirit. And I'll do some Q&A after, guys, because um, there's like almost 4,000 of you on here tonight with Facebook and YouTube. So I will answer some questions, but let me get through these. I'm almost done and I'll hang out and answer some questions. 26, reaction to the name and the blood of Jesus. 27, extreme talent at something you barely started i dealt with someone that had this extremely talented at, as at anything they did and this person specifically had encountered a demon and the demon told them i'll let you be good at anything if you sell me your soul now we know you can't sell your soul because ezekiel says all souls belong to god but demons will oftentimes tell you you've sold your soul so you think you're unredeemable but no one is unredeemable no one has sold their soul even if they think they have even if the devil told them they have nobody is unredeemable so people will say oh yeah um, I sold my soul for talent. A lot of these celebrities encountered demons and sold a part of themselves to be as talented as they are. And if you're talented at stuff you're barely starting, extremely talented at these different things, it could be a demonic spirit giving you that talent. 28, talking to inanimate objects. How do I say that word? Inanimate? Inan objects that are not animated. I told you guys a story before of a girl 
who was very demonized, but she would talk to a Tupac poster. And every night she'd go home and that thing would tell her she's part of the Illuminati and the Tupac poster would talk to her. Talking to inanimate objects is demonic. She had a demon. She was able to talk to that poster. It was a demon talking to her through the poster. She was able to do that because she had a demon. So if you're talking to statues or inanimate objects or posters or things alike, it's likely that you have a demon. 29. Tremendous hostility or fear when encountering someone involved in deliverance work. Let me say 29 again. Tremendous hostility or fear when encountering someone involved in deliverance work. If you're dealing with someone in deliverance work that you have hostility or hatred or fear or you're afraid of them because they do deliverance, then you need to be very, very careful because you might have a demon on board. Okay, 30. This is the last one. And then we're going to um, give you ways to be delivered, which will take a second. And then we're going to, we're going to, we're going to pray for you. We're going to pray for you. Okay. And, and then point you to the right direction and then I'll hang out. You guys can give and I'll answer questions and all that good stuff. Number 30 sign. You might have a demon is feeling trapped in the wrong body. If there's something in you, a voice saying I'm, I'm in the wrong body. It's a demonic spirit. That's why people will become trans and other things. I'm in the wrong body. Yes. That spirit in you shouldn't be in your body you're right you are in the wrong body spirit when someone decides to be trans because they feel like they're in the wrong body that spirit is in the wrong body it shouldn't be in their body come out in jesus name okay but they think i'm in the wrong body i need to change my body but really they don't realize it's the demon in the wrong body it's the demon should not be in my body so i'm not going to go trans i'm going to get delivered are you guys catching that if there's something in you feeling like I'm in the wrong body. I was born the wrong way, trapped in this body. That is a demonic spirit. Those are 30 signs. I have more, but I won't go into them of having a demon. Now I wanted to also mention if you have demons, can you still go to heaven? The answer is yes. Cause it's not about what the devil's done or what you've done. It's about what Jesus did on the cross. So yes, Christians that have demons can still go to heaven, which I'll do. I have a video on my channel or just YouTube it. Can Christians, uh, can people with demons go to heaven? You'll find my video on that. I don't have time to go into that today. I want to talk to you and then I'm going to pray for you about ways to be delivered. I'm going to give you four things you can do right now or practical things you can do to get delivered. Number one, find a local church. And these are order of importance. I, or let me say it this way. These are in the order of what you should pursue first. Okay. This is the order of four, four quick, 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 quick ways that you can um, find deliverance. And then I'm going to be, I'm going to pray for you right now. Let me turn this on and we're going to pray. I think it's already on. Okay. Number one to be delivered is find a local church is number one. Look for a local church that does deliverance. That's going to be your best bet. They're not easy to find, but we do have local churches out here that you can find deliverance in. So find a local church, find the prayer team, find a leader, find the altar team, find a deliverance team. Number one is find a local church to do deliverance on you. Okay. Second way find if you can't find a local church find a local believer find any christian around you that is willing to cast demons out of you literally i've had people do this they find a believer that's solid that wants to learn this and do this that doesn't know how to do deliverance they sit down and watch my seven steps on how to cast out a demon video together and then they go and do the deliverance so find find a local believer Hey, I know you maybe have never done this. Will you pray for me? You can literally learn on me because I want to be free. 
watch my 10 15 minute video seven steps to casting out demons and then they do deliverance together on each other that's that's number two find a local believer if that doesn't work if number one doesn't work number two doesn't work number three check our deliverance map we have over 2,000 people all around the world that are casting out demons on our map so they apply and then we give them a um application we give them a facetime call if they pass the application in the facetime call we put them on our deliverance map you can go to deliverancemap.com or isaiasaldivar.com slash deliverance nobody makes money i pay for the map i pay someone to run this nobody's getting paid from this and we make zero we're making negative money on this so before you're like oh is this for money no it's, we make negative money on this you can go to the deliverance map find someone in your area and contact them and they will do deliverance on you that's number three number four if you can't find someone in church, you can't find a local believer, you can't find anyone on the deliverance map, number four is perform self-deliverance. This is my last option because biblically, uh, you should get demons cast out of you from another person. But my last option is do deliverance on yourself and you can find that on my page on how to do self-deliverance. I think the video is called I tried casting out demons out of myself and failed. Something like how to do self-deliverance. I'm uh, Mike Signorelli has a great video on that as well. You can do self-deliverance, okay? But right now, I want to pray for you right now so we are going to pray that you'd be delivered in jesus name now we have mass deliverance videos i'm going to be putting one out probably this week as well we have a mass deliverance event in texas here on the 18th in irving texas it's on a saturday and we constantly have these events we pray every week at our church for deliverance and healing so we're always praying for deliverance we're going to do more of it more zoom deliverance i almost did zoom deliverance tonight but the lord told me to teach on this but we have more deliverance coming as well but I just want to pray a prayer for you guys. The first thing I would say do is renounce. Renounce anything in your life that is not of God. Just say right now, I renounce it. I renounce witchcraft. I renounce the occult. I renounce bitterness, envy. I renounce fear. I renounce suicide. I renounce blasphemy. Just right now, start saying, I renounce it. I get rid of it. You're just breaking ties. You're just breaking ties. I don't want it in my life. I'm done with it, okay? So I want you to renounce. And then I want you to deal with unforgiveness, if you have unforgiveness towards anyone, right now is the time that you need to deal with it. Deal with that unforgiveness. Okay, if you don't deal with unforgiveness, the demons don't have to leave. The two things they hang on to is areas of your life that they still have a legal right that haven't been renounced, repented of. The Bible says un renounce, or re renounce the wicked sins, renounce wickedness, renounce all you have. So that's one. And then also if there's unforgiveness, the demons are able to stay. They hang on to the unforgiveness. And the Bible talks about if you have unforgiveness, God turns you over to the tormentors. So you make sure that you want to deal with the unforgiveness and you want to deal with that renouncing to get all of, make sure these demons have nothing to stand on. And then we're going to command these demons to come out of you. They, these demons have no place staying in you. You need to let them know you have no business staying in me. You cannot stay here. Who do you think you are to live in me? Every one of these spirits must go in Jesus' name. You can't, you can't live your life tolerating this th these things. You have to get to a place where you say, I'm done tolerating these things. I'm done walking with these things. I don't want these spirits in my life. I don't want these demons in my life. These demons must go in Jesus' name. They must come out in Jesus' name. Every foul spirit must go. You, you tell them right now. You tell them right now. Every foul spirit must go in Jesus' name. I come against you now. Every foul spirit must go. Tell the demons right now verbally. Verbally, I want you to tell the demons. Every foul spirit must go in Jesus' name. I'm not your home. You can't live here. The blood of Jesus is against you. You must go in Jesus' name. Every spirit must go. I command right now. Every spirit that could hear my voice, I bind you in Jesus' name. 
I command you to go into the abyss now. Be bound. Go into the abyss in Jesus' name. Every spirit must go. They are not your home. You must leave now in Jesus Christ's name. The blood is against you, Satan. Let these people go in Jesus' name. Come out of their mouth and go into the abyss in Jesus Christ's name. The blood is against you. Every spirit of rebellion, strife, control, dominance, witchcraft, every spirit of accusation, insecurity, rejection, jealousy, disobedience, anger, retaliation, spirit of murder, depression, anxiety, hopelessness, insomnia, death, go. Spirit of heaviness, go. Spirit of uh, disgust and nervousness and tension and right now every spirit of phobia and fear and ungodly habits go in jesus name spirit of doubt unbelief and skepticism you must go now come out in jesus name go into the abyss and chat i want all of you praying for people right now that are in the chat to be delivered spirit of fear go spirit of lying and pride and ego and vanity come out now spirit of perfection go now right now in jesus name spirit of grief right now sorrow come out come out sadness spirit of sadness fatigue weariness laziness i command you to come out in jesus name you have no power you have no authority the lord rebukes you satan come out now in jesus name come out now in jesus name spirit of procrastination come out right now in jesus name the blood is against you satan the blood is against you satan right now spirit of fatigue tiredness go now in jesus name spirit of death you must go some of you always feel like you're gonna die i command the spirit of death to go in jesus name you have no power you have no authority spirit of death come out now come out now spirit of blasphemy right now go every addictive and compulsive spirit spirit addicted to alcohol or drugs or nicotine every spirit of addiction come out now spirit of rage spirit of regret guys whatever spirit you feel like is there tell me in the chat and I'll, I'll command it to leave sometimes you just need someone to come in and command that thing to leave you spirit of lust perversion adultery homosexuality fornication incest right now go go every occult spirit every cult spirit blasphemy every soul tie be broken right now every soul tie be broken right now every spirit of necromancy every spirit guide go every spirit of false religion buddhism excuse me every mormonistic spirit right now go now infirmity divorce confusion anger go fear of looking people in the eye that's a spirit of shame spirit of shame come out right now spirit of shame come out right now every stronghold be broken in jesus name every stronghold be broken in jesus name every spirit of rage and lust right now spirit of perversion and slumber every kundalini spirit every spirit of hate right now every spirit of racism abandonment seizures come out now every spirit causing seizures come out now in jesus name come out now spirit that's causing forgetfulness come out come out in jesus name go into the abyss in jesus name Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. If you like what you heard, go to www.isaiahsaldivar.com for more content. And please follow me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Isaiah Saldivar. See you next week.